Yo, I'm coming from that 3-6, so that's why I got them brain spinning. Ain't nobody using blinkers, we ain't good at lane switching. Better get a plane ticket, I ain't flying all you chickens though. Always shoot my shot, better swishing off the pick and roll. Dishing off the give and go, all my squad is driven so you can catch us on the road. Promise we ain't doing shows, so that means if you- Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Peeps and Plaid podcast. I'm Christian Gamalian, and I'm talking with my co-host Austin Caphammer about all things Blazer basketball. The NBA trade deadline is approaching, so we'll be diving into potential Blazers trade ideas and once again covering the recent Blazer games. So let's start off with some breaking news in the NBA. For us, it's breaking. It might be a little late by the time we listen <laughs> to it. But there was a huge trade that just happened. Um, welcome to the countdown to the deadline because the New York Knicks made a pretty big splash and traded Kristaps Porzingis, the unicorn himself, was traded for, let me pull up the entire trade here. I, I believe it included uh, Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee, along with uh, a couple, I don't know, actually I don't know if yeah. New York gave away here, draft picks, here's but I know the, Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee were involved. The New York release, they say, Knicks acquire from the Dallas Mavericks, Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and two future first-round picks. New York trades away Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee. Now, there's talk already about the Mavs potentially buying out DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews. So, basically, two huge parts of that trade they might just get rid of altogether because the Knicks, apparently, trying to clear up some cap space, get themselves Kevin Durant, and... Apparently, they want to uh, tank it up and try to get in on Zion Williamson, which I do not blame them for. Uh, but this is just a big trade altogether. I mean, the, the Mavericks now have two amazing European players. What are your thoughts on that, Austin? Well, I think that um, Mark Cuban was quoted as saying, uh, you know, some kind of lofty um, um, kind of paintbrush statement regarding European players versus kind of how young talent is developed over uh, here nowadays. I think he, he had said something um, to the effect of, you know, these guys over overseas are playing uh, from at a pro level from a young age. Um, you know, they don't, the NCAA is not a giant that reaches, whose, whose arms reach quite that far. Um, and um, these players are essentially able to develop at a much faster rate. So how much truth is that in that? I don't know. Uh, I think that you know, the USA uh, men's basketball program is still dominant and I'm really excited to uh, see the next international level play um, especially with at the next Summer Olympics coming uh, the advent of three on three but anyways so yeah I think that's really interesting uh, with the European players not to get too off track there but I think that that is really kind of a reflection of Mark Cuban and um, his kind of innovative innovative uh, kind of style of front office management yeah so this was just a pretty wild trade kind of came out of nowhere the focus was on anthony davis and his situation with the pelicans and the the mavs were able to take the unicorn you know Kristaps porzingis he's like seven foot one he can shoot threes um unfortunately he's been injured pretty much all the last two years um and was out like an entire season other than that so he has a serious injury history but if he can get healthy him get and healthy, yeah. Luka Doncic can be seriously good together but the Knicks even if they get rid of DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews like two future first round picks they got Dennis Smith Jr. who's 
decent enough to be their starting point guard, and they're opening up cap space to get, you know, potentially Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So it's like, yeah, they lost Kristaps Porzingis, but was he even gonna play for them? I don't. I don't think anyone's gonna end up at the Knicks. I don't think. I don't think anyone's even gonna end up there. I would not be surprised. Oh, after free the agents. Summer. If I was a free agent, I'm not going to the Knicks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, like I just, I just don't even imagine one of the two guys that you just mentioned going. If uh, definitely not the, the, the both of them. I don't, yeah. I don't I just don't see that happening. I think, I think it's more likely that we see Zion get taken by them in the lottery than it is to see both Kyrie and KD. Maybe not one of them, but still unlikely. You know, just yeah. at least as as likely as them drawing a ping pong ball right in the lottery. Yeah. in my mind at least. I mean, if I'm Kevin Durant. The only reason why people talk about him going to the Knicks is a legacy thing. Obviously, he left Oklahoma City to win rings, and maybe because he likes the Bay Area. I like the Bay Area. It makes sense. (laughs) But the only reason you go to the Knicks is for legacy. If you can bring the Knicks a championship, that's a big deal. That's that's the storyline that they're perpetuating. If you can bring the Knicks a championship, because, you know, uh, Patrick Ewing couldn't even do it, and he was just a dominant force for the Knicks throughout the 90s. Um, if you can bring a championship to the Knicks, it's a huge deal. So, obviously his championships with the Warriors are a little cheapened, at least from my perspective. Many people would agree, some people disagree. He could always, you know, go to the Lakers, play with LeBron. There's talk about him wanting to do that. Both are much easier ways to win championships than with the Knicks. Um, so if, if he's going for legacy, I mean, that's, I guess that is probably as good as it gets. Um, if you can win a championship with the New York Knicks, who have been historically, is it though? I was just, I was just thinking though, if he, if he meets uh, Kyrie there though, is it really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, be... he, if he meets Kyrie, not so much. Like New York will love him, and he'll be, you know, a legend in a city like Carmelo. He he got a standing ovation in in New York, even though he was pretty much a ball hog for his second half of the time he was there, but. I mean, it's it's a big deal to win with the Knicks regardless, especially when the Warriors still exist. This is assuming they'd probably have Klay Thompson still. They'd still have those three main guys. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's going to be tough regardless, no matter where you win. Even with the Warriors being what they are, it's still, the NBA is still getting tougher and tougher. The Rockets are still great. Blazers, obviously, are killing right now. Lakers have LeBron, and he's trying to bring everyone there with him. So, I mean, no matter where you are, it's still tougher than it was in the last couple years being on the Warriors that's for sure yeah well I mean so then what about what were we just going to talk about some options that the Blazers might have been looking at or mentioned in so Portland Trailblazers should be going for Anthony Davis Anthony Davis decided that he doesn't want to be a New Orleans Pelican anymore boo-hoo I really hope Dame doesn't do that to us at some point but uh yeah, they already took him out of their like intro video, like, oh, Anthony Davis, he's gone, he's dead to us. They're talking about him never playing another game with the Pelicans, even though they might keep him this entire series uh, season, just so that they can get a higher draft pick. They're like, well, we're not winning a championship this year, so what's the point? So they're actually talking about just shutting him down. So developing developing uh, other players as well, you know. I heard Jaleel Okafor has been actually putting up some decent numbers in his. Oh his yeah. Absence. Dude, was it, it was the Rockets they beat, right? They beat the Rockets without Anthony Davis. They were miss. I think they were missing like Drew Holiday too, but Jaleel Okafor just went off. Let me look it up. I still like 
I'm never gonna be high on Jaleel Okafor because he's just had yeah, so I think many he opportunities. Got in like a, I think he got in like a, a a fight at a nightclub in like his for his rookie year in Philly. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not, I think I saw something like that on TMZ or some late night sports center. That was like one of my first and only memories of Jaleel Okafor as a player coming into the league. Yep. Yeah, he did. Um, but he but did yeah. look. I think I remember. I remember thinking that he looked uh, from the few highlights I saw of his college basketball that he was a, a pretty solid offensive uh, center in college. But I, I mean, I mean, he uh, was. Sounds like maybe he was lately, great coming into like the NBA. Like he was a he was a big deal coming into the NBA. The problem is he's more of a traditional big man, and he you know he has some post moves, but not much else. You know, like he could score in college, but in the NBA, when you have big body defenders against you, it's just not going to be as effective. So um, I didn't watch that game against the Rockets, but it's pretty dang crazy that with James Harden going absolutely crazy, still he wasn't able to beat Jaleel Okafor and the. Anthony Davis list Pelicans. It's pretty crazy. Well, you know, every every time I play uh, with or I'm sorry against uh, the Rockets and my player on 2K, um, <laughs> I, I I'm just I'm looking at their their roster and I'm wondering I'm just thinking to myself, man, they really took uh, Luke uh, Luke ba, or Emba Mute mm-hmm. Luke Emba Mute. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but yeah, um, they took him and um, who was the other Ariza uh, Ariza. Yeah, they they took those guys for granted. They thought they were Seriously. really just plug and play players. And Mba Mba Mute especially, like he definitely. I think um, a lot of the national commentators you'll hear uh, when uh, you you watch some of those national games talk about the impact towards the beginning of the season that that was felt in his absence. So. Yeah, I, I, so when you say I don't know how the Rockets lo- lose to them, I my my the first thing I think of is, man, they just uh, took took a couple guys for granted. Who's their front office guy again? Their GM. Their GM is uh, Daryl Morey. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Daryl Morey is like a genius. He's one of the best GMs sure? in the league easily, and I don't know what he was thinking this off season with that because okay. I mean, like, Why look at the Blazers. The Blazers almost have better wing depth than the Rockets. And that's the thing the Blazers are lacking. Like, the Blazers and Rockets have a fairly similar makeup. They have two amazing guards. They have a great center. The Rockets now lost all their wing depth, and they have a bunch of backup shooters. They have Eric Gordon, they have Austin Rivers, a bunch of gu- small guards who, just like Seth Curry and Nick Stauskas, I mean, they're just very similar teams now. So that's yeah. kind of strange. I don't. I don't. Aside from the MVP, the reigning MVP. I mean, I mean they're still going to be great. Yeah. I mean James Harden is just a monster, and if they have Chris Paul, that's yeah. only going to help them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you were talking about Kevin Durant earlier, and I was thinking to myself, James Harden might be the best scorer in the NBA right now in terms of production, but if Kevin Durant was on the Knicks. And really, really just uh, took over, kind of like he did at points at OKC, but really just made that a point each and every night. I would not be surprised if Kevin Durant could outproduce on both ends of the floor a lot, almost any other player in the league. I think Kevin Durant would be uh, an MVP if he went to uh, New York. I don't know how much he'd win, but I think he'd be an MVP. Yeah, I think he'd, I think he'd, I think he'd excel and exceed uh, Harden's. 
numbers that even 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 these crazy numbers that Harden's putting up right now. But yeah, and I mean Carmelo set a bunch of Knicks records, and I think Kevin Durant would be primed to break most of those records, honestly. Right, so. and, and Melo Mello really didn't get there too uh, early in his career either. So, yeah, I mean it was what like five years in. What was it? I don't know. I mean, really, I, I would think even past that. I mean, I, mean, I felt like he was in Denver. In my for head, a while. He, in my head, he went there in 2010, which is seven years. Mm. He came in no three. I want to say 12. I don't think it was 12. But no, now, I think I was have, in like now, fifth. Okay, I'm I'm aging. I'm giving away my age right here. I think I was in like fifth or sixth grade when he went to the Knicks. Let's see. He was. Uh, Knicks 2011. Uh, okay, right in between. Uh, all right. So. So. Yeah, because it wasn't that the was that the lockout. Lockout was 2012. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We're we're showing our. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to I'm going to put away my comments about my age. Anyway, um the Blazers Blazers trade ideas. So here's the thing. Anthony Davis arguably like top 3 physical specimen in the NBA, most talented guy. You got LeBron, Antetokounmpo, and Anthony Davis. They're all physical forces. They can play offense and defense. They can do it all. Anthony Davis, you know, grew up playing point guard, so he he has the handles. He can still shoot. Um so when it comes to the Blazers' trade ideas, here is the deal. You can argue for or against, will this give us more wins? Can we win a championship, really, if we have Anthony Davis and what we have to give up? But if you aren't trading away Damian Lillard and you aren't jeopardizing the entire future of the Portland Trail Blazers, no one is going to blame you if you trade for Anthony Davis, period. Neil Olshay, seriously. Yeah, if it, if, if it gets accepted, like... Yeah. Who, who like... Who's gonna Who's gonna be upset about that? I mean, even if he leaves, if you're if you're really a true Blazers fan, if you keep an I mean, All NBA first team player, Damian Lillard, and you get the player who's like the ideal center of an NBA franchise, people talk about like, oh, if you had to draft all the teams, people are picking Antetokounmpo or Anthony Davis first because they're just yeah. phenomenal phenomenal players who can just dominate a game. Uh, if you can have that yeah. and Damian Lillard, that's a huge deal, and like he's amazing i don't see any way that the blazers are better with cj mccollum specifically than anthony davis i think no one would argue with me there if the blazers had one for one anthony davis for cj we'll take anthony davis any day love you cj you're playing great scored nine for nine in that last game we'll talk more about that you're playing amazing basketball but this is anthony davis we're talking about if there's any way we can get him it and even even i'd say nurkic you know keeping Nurk if we're able to keep Nurkic or CJ that mm-hmm. especially but yeah um, I would say even if it included both of them I, I would still be on board with it um, yeah. as, as crazy as that might sound any um, combination of two of CJ Nurk and Zach Collins I'm okay with I really don't want to lose CJ and Nurk I think if we can keep one of the two we can win I'd a championship this year with it. yeah we can win a championship this year if we keep one of those two. I think I still might do the trade if it's CJ and Nurk for Anthony Davis and Miritich. I think I'm down for that. Um, I don't know if they're down to give us Miritich in that situation. All of this is speculation. But if we can get up, give up CJ and Zach Collins or Nurk and Zach Collins, 
uh, and you know some other combination. I'll throw in you know a couple of the young guards. I I do it in a heartbeat. If I have to get rid of CJ and Nurk, it's tougher. I think I still do it. If you have to give up CJ Nurk and Zach Collins, I'm not doing it. I don't think Dame, Anthony Davis, and Aminu and Myers Leonard are going to do anything for us. I think we need to have no. at least one of those guys. We either need another big man to play with Anthony Davis in Nurk or Zach Collins, or we need to keep CJ. You don't think that uh, that the New Orleans Pelicans would would wouldn't send over or uh, you know supplement that that at all with at least one other guy that would be some you know not just completely uh, you know out of out of function you know at least some guy that would be able to fill a spot for some capacity of minutes like like Zach Collins you know I, I don't have to think there's through. any way we can negotiate that really I mean the only thing that it comes down to is making the salaries match you know like CJ and Nurk for Anthony Davis and Miritich the salaries match it can work because you got you know, Miritich is like what twelve million for Nurk's eleven million, and it evens out. Um, no, right here, right here, man. So this is, and this will be a nice little segue into our next topic. You're talking about specific trade targets, other trade targets. I heard, and I don't know if this is just a Twitter rumor of some sort, but Julius Randle might even be kind of movable at that time. Mm-hmm. If uh, Julius Randle is available, then. We're. I think that's definitely a good uh, option. I think I've always been a huge Julius Randle fan. So if we have to get rid of Zach Collins, CJ, and Nurk, but we get Julius Randle and um, an AD for at least the rest of this season and next season, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that the more I think about it actually now, if we have to lose both of those guys – Nurk is is only 23 years old. That's the thing that really makes me hesitate, because he and he's he could really prove to be a value bargain of a of a player in the long run. CJ, I can live with getting rid of, but I just think that Nurk, along with some of our role players, which are so much uh, contingent upon our system, I think at this point and their development, I I don't know because I think that. I think if you don't go to at least the Western Conference Finals this year, if you make that big trade for AD, uh, I think he walks yeah. after his. I think that he walks, and in that case, I I I can't as much as I'd like to be like, well, you know, it's better than hearing that we're just in the run and Olshay really tried. It's like no, it it's really not though if you think about it. Like, if 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 you were here finding yourself in this same seat three years from now we got ad we got rid of all these assets we have they might have not been done doing it quite as well as they could have done it back in our system wherever else they went however they're gone and now ad's gone and dame's in his 30s early 30s and we are broken like what at that point are we are we still saying that oh well it's better than uh it's better than just being a team that we're hearing is just in the run it's like no i don't know you know, yeah. everybody, everybody, everybody has their price. So I think CJ, see, here's some players that I could live with. First of all, I'm done with Mo Harkless. I'm done with it, um, and that's the joke that you can pretty much observe anytime between Blazer Tag and myself, uh, who runs the majority of our social media. But I'm done with Mo Harkless. He's hardly on the floor. When he is, he's good. He makes plays that other players can't make, but they're not plays that I can't live without. That yeah. being said, Aminu. Great role player. 
Very cheap contract. Is he a Western Conference Finals caliber starting power forward? No, not at all. Can't have that. Cannot have that. And also, he's not in line with our age at all of our roster. So even just in development, looking forward, it's not just like, well, you know, he's going to grow in this direction. No, he's done growing. So those two guys got to go. Now, the the only other person that really comes to my mind is, um, you know, Curry, I think. There's a, there's, a, there's half a chance that he might walk after the season when his contract's up. So that's a fillable slot right there. I've heard players like Sadoransky uh, for the Wizards might be available. That would be a good... A replacement. Wait for uh, who? He was noted. Sadoransky for Seth Curry. Yes, Seth no. Curry is is average. No, keep Seth Curry. Yes, dude, we can get rid of CJ and still have Seth Curry. And I'm not. Okay I'm not. Him. I'm not saying, dude. I'm not saying that we're gonna trade him. I'm saying, um, at the end of the season, he's probably gonna walk. So I'm just talking about going forward and developing us as a team. So. I'm saying next year, what do our te- what do I want our team to look like? And we're talking about trades and things we need to make. Maybe not even now, but just going forward, we can't have Mo Harkless and uh, and Alfrukamino be a part of our Western Conference Finals or larger goals. Um, I think that I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that I want this to happen. I'd like to I'd like to keep him, but I wouldn't be surprised if Seth Curry walked. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if he stayed, but. The, I I just I just am really curious of all the times that we've heard CJ McCollum being mentioned in trade talks. Have you ever really heard a value assigned to him, like another hypothetical response, like a trade, like something that just fell through? Because I feel like in all these years we haven't really got a quantifiable uh, idea of what CJ McCollum is is uh, worth to other teams around the NBA, and I I just want to know that. Yeah. I, I really would like to know that because um, all those other guys I could I really could I could go without I don't care CJ on the other hand he's some guy that more so than Nurkic I could go without but first and foremost I want to know what he's worth we haven't even I feel like that hasn't even uh, of all these teams that have been caught in scandals and whatnot and maybe it's for the better um, we have never we've never heard about a rumor floated out there just to find out about anything. I think the closest, but meanwhile, Dame, for example, we've heard we've heard specifics. We've heard specific players be named in rumors regarding the Lakers, like Lonzo Ball, um, and then the Suns. Yeah, the Suns Lonzo were also Ball named. And then some, yeah, yeah, and then and then the Suns were talked about in rumors. Briefly mentioned CJ briefly this past summer, but. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that it's. I think that I would like to. If there's anything I'm certain about in this hypothetical, it's that I'd like to keep Yusuf Nurkic after his twenty by twenty five by five as a twenty three year old. There's a lot of things I agree with what you just said. There's a lot of things I disagree with. I love Aminu, and you're not going to change my mind on that um, because Aminu hits the three pointer and he defends well. He doesn't defend amazingly, but he's usually the one defending the top players in the league i'm not going to go in depth about it but the lebron james paul george Kawhi leonard those guys um and he's done all right at it um and mo harkless i agree with you for the most part i like him more than you like him um i still think he can be a valuable part of the team but i don't think he's like starting small forward caliber player right now um as far as anthony davis trade (sighs) 
the Blazers don't have a way of winning a championship this year. I think I think that's fairly obvious. It takes the the rarest of circumstances and the right injuries on the right teams for the Blazers to be able to get out of the deep Western Conference, beat Golden State, and still have enough energy to take on the Raptors, Celtics, Bucks, or Sixers. I'm fine with having a competitive, fun team to watch. I'm glad we have the Blazers over the Suns, the Kings, the, you know, Orlando Magic. Um, but who knows if Dame is going to stick around if we're stuck in first-round purgatory. Like, we can have a good team, but if we don't make it out of the first round this year, we're probably not making it out of the first round next year. And at that point, is Dame really going to stick around any longer? If Neil Olshay yes. isn't making any moves, I, th- I, th- I think he will. I think, and I'm, and I'm. Some people in Portland, and I think yourself included, would probably say, "Well, we can't take that for granted." But I honestly think, just watching enough interviews and hearing what he said, he's. I think he's literally said verbatim on multiple occasions that he that he would rather win no championships and stay in Portland yeah. than go somewhere else and win one. I think he's. Oh, he- I think he said that multiple times he said it and i and i love dame and he's about as loyal as it gets but i go through phases in my life i change my mind about things and i can understand if he changes his mind about things after seeing paul george get traded to the thunder and staying there even though he swore he was going to the lakers Kawhi leonard i would going be to the Raptors, shocked. and they're instantly the best team in the eastern conference um jimmy butler moving around like Damian Lillard has been stuck on this team, which luckily, thank goodness, is playing amazing right now and hopefully can continue to do so. Um, but he, he's been stuck on this team with a GM who's not making trades to help him out. Uh, luckily, the Nurkic trade worked out, um, but that's that's the last we've seen. And in my opinion, you, you got to at least try. You got to do everything you can to get Anthony Davis under the, the guidelines I specified earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, if well, hey, you if know, you want to keep Damian Lillard, you got to do whatever it takes, man. That's 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 fair. Well, not to switch gears on you here, but I did just get a notification on my phone. Oh no, they're breaking news yeah. that LeBron James will make his return Thursday night against the Clippers. Yeah, man. Uh, Yahoo Yahoo Sports Chris Haynes reports. Um, Yahoo. I mean, I don't. Yeah, so it sounds like he's on his way back. That would be Thursday. Isn't that oh now hold on. Next that was the Thursday, longest the... that was the longest LeBron James has been out in his career. Really? Isn't that crazy? He's never I played less than sixty games in his season, even in the lockout season. And this year, the max he can play, I think it's like fifty five now, after missing seventeen games. So this is the longest he's ever been out. And um, this is the year to do it when they're probably not winning a championship. Um, but yeah, another breaking news. Breaking news. All star reserves were released, and uh, Damian Lillard is an all star. <laughs> Woo! Go, Dame. Much deserved. You're amazing. We love you. Yeah. I think Nurk should have gotten some more attention on that. I don't know why the Blazers weren't pushing it, but. Yeah, Dame's an all-star, um, no controversy on it. A uh, couple of snubs were, uh, what's their names? The Jazz guys, Gobert yeah. and Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell had you know some eh. struggles at the start of the year. He's picked it up in like the last month. Yeah. But Rudy Gobert, a lot of people think he should have been an all-star. Um, I'm, I, I just don't, I just, 
I yes, if I'm really trying to be objective, yes, but I just I really don't like the Utah Jazz after a couple of these matchups. I mean, at least it's a spirited uh, rivalry, but I just I can't stand Crowder. I can't stand Ningles. I Gobert's gotten better, um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on them. Them and the Rockets, I just not a fan. Yeah. So you so, want to dive into the uh, Blazers' schedule, the games that have happened since our last episode? Well, I mean, you tell me, man. You, uh, you, uh, I know you have a uh, something that uh, an obligation here, so how, I, we can kind of just breeze through them, huh? Yeah, let's breeze through them. I got a uh, young adults group I'm going to. Yes, I'm a young adult. I'm telling my age again. Um, so <laughs> Portland Trail Blazers against the Cavs. Blazers beat them easy, 129-112. Too easy. Move on to the next one. Blazers Pelicans. I was at that game. Another such a similar score 128 to 112 instead of 129 like they had against the Cavs uh that was a good game Anthony Davis hurt his hand um I don't think it was a crazy injury I think he's been sitting because of it but it wasn't like crazy anyway Blazers won that was awesome Blazers against the Jazz now in the four matchups against the Jazz first one Blazers got blown out second one Blazers lost narrowly that was the christmas game third one blazers won narrowly that's this one 109 to 104 and the fourth one that we'll talk about soon blazers blew out the jazz so i would much rather take a close win and a blowout win in the second half of the season over the first half of the season it's great that the blazers are playing well they're hitting their stride there's high over 500 as they've been all season so the next game was blazers against the thunder the Thunder beat the Blazers. That was a wild game, though, because I'm excited for the next Blazers-Thunder game because yeah. Russ was going back and forth with Dame, going back and forth with Nurkic. Nurkic called him West Brick. And, uh, West Brick. And, like, uh, there, there's this video clip that everyone's talking about, and Westbrook's like, I've been here for years. I've been working hard or whatever. I don't know. And uh, Dame's just like, okay, whatever, and takes his free throws and calls it good. Um, Westbrook's just that guy, that one friend at the party that can just never chill, you know. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, he's that guy that you take to, take to your take to the family gathering, and he's just trying to just trying to get crazy. And you're like, come on, man. Like, we're just, we're just trying to relax. Like, yeah. He's just it's... he's just always he's always on ten. He's yeah. always he's always turned up. I mean, it makes it fun. I mean, basketball is all about entertainment. That's what makes the money. So it's like Westbrook. He's entertaining to watch. His physical style. His you know. <laughs> drives to the basket and crazy dunks but you know he's his friendly uh, clothing yeah he's yeah he's all about that you know nba craziness all about nba twitter um so yeah i mean it's good to see the rivalry brewing um I don't, dame, do you remember dame the, and cj put up dame put up 34 cj put up 31 so yeah that sounds kind of a lot rough. like this I jazz mean, game but I tweeted before too, and I might have jinxed it. But I tweeted before on our account. I was like, "Please, just let us stop Paul George tonight. Like, yeah, we can handle Russell Westbrook. Like, but we can't have Paul George do what he did again last time. And what it went, he just put up thirty six. So, yeah. yeah, Paul George is having a. And I've heard this even on local Phoenix uh, radio um, that Paul George is just and, and just everywhere, everywhere. Everyone's talking about Paul George is a sleeper MVP caliber player this season for sure. Uh, yeah, it's just really. James Harden is just really overshadowing a lot of uh, really special seasons. Yeah, it was like right when James Harden started playing really well is right when Paul George started playing really well. 
So James Harden has just been on another level, and Paul George kind of just slid underneath that. Um, so the next few games, Blazers versus Suns. You were at that game. Blazers won one twenty to one hundred six. Tell me about it. I was at that game, and this is this is refreshing. Now I feel like the tables are turned, my friend. <laughs> oh. um, so I mean, yeah, we let's see here. So I mean, Dame had twenty four. I mean that game. It, when you're watching TV and it's kind of a blowout, you're you're like, the, I've gotten older and I've, I've, I kind of appreciate it because it's like, oh, I don't have to stress out tonight, like. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a W, but I was kind of hoping for something a little bit more competitive than I think it was there. But at times, especially in the first half, it was it was tight for sure. So you know, Book had twenty in the first half. Um, my my first roommate texted me and said, "Oh, well, you know, CJ was on. CJ had twenty or something." And I said, "Dude, so did Jake Lehman." <laughs> so um, I think that I'm gonna keep touting the Lehman train. Seth Curry oh, yeah. had seventeen. I didn't know that Seth had 17, um, so, you know, so my girlfriend and I had some um, some cordials before the game, so um, it was, I, I had paid attention, but was also enjoying myself, so um, yeah, Seth had 17, uh, let's see, Book had that 20, who else, I mean, he had ended up with 27, so he really didn't have much in the second half, Dragon Bender had 17. Um, I really feel bad for that guy because he's he's been really limited in playtime and um, has really had a rise and demise experience in Phoenix from from what I've followed. But uh, Ubre kind of struggled for his eighteen. Um, he went six for eighteen to get eighteen points. So and it, I could that was something I could tell you as just somebody who was there watching. I I could tell like he was he was pressing the issue. So. Um, that was kind of just a dominant win. It was fun. Uh, what I would say to anybody considering going to a game in Phoenix, uh, we were in the nosebleeds, and it was much closer to the court than uh, the Moda is. Uh, they only kind of only have like a 100 level, and then their 200 level. Um, and then their 200 level is like their nosebleeds. Uh, my uh, girlfriend and I had sprinted down to the court, and tried to get some attention after the game. And I think Dame chucked up, like, the peace sign because I was like, Dame, Dame. And then finally, right before he walked into the tunnel, I said, like, the letter O or something. I yelled that, and he threw up, like, a peace sign over towards us. And who knows? could have been a coincidence. But then also when uh, Yusef was uh, walking back to the uh, locker room, there was a guy in front of me. I had posted a picture. I think I deleted it on our Twitter account who, uh, you know, was raving that he was Bosnian and, uh, Yusuf had stopped to take a picture with him. I was, you know, only five feet away, but that was the first time I'd seen Yusuf like that close in person, like within five feet. And I tweeted, I even tweeted at him on my personal account. I was like, dude, you got a big head. Like Yusuf, <laughs> let it be known. Yusuf Nurkic has a big head and he's a big person. Like understand. I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of understood, but like when they say he's the third heaviest person in the NBA and he's like a seven footer, like. That's legitimate. This is a big person. <laughs> so yeah. that was my experience, and uh, I had a great time, man. So I, I I look forward to actually making some real money here in the next couple of years and getting some courtside tickets. Yeah, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, great to hear. So next game was Blazers against Hawks. This was Dame's first game sitting this whole season. Uh, so luckily it, it was only one game that he had to sit. And it was enough to give CJ a triple-double. CJ got his first career triple-double just a little bit after Nurk got his. Uh, Blazers beat the Hawks 120-111. to 
awesome to see him win again. Um, you got any thoughts on that game? Or are you good to? The Hawks. That actually, I was not able to uh, view that game. I've been. Uh, I just started serving wine uh, in Old Town Scottsdale on the weekends, and um, was a little bit preoccupied uh, that that evening. So it's been an interesting wine. experience. Nice. Yeah, serving wine. It's awesome. What's your favorite kind of wine, Christian? Uh, free. Yeah. <laughs> the house wine, whatever's. I have around. I have no. No serious experience with wine. I've had it quite a few times, and I'm I like it every time. Uh, I think I prefer red wine over white wine. Uh, yeah, but that's about it. I have no opinion on wine other than it's fine, fine wine. Yep, that's fair, man. Well, I'll say that for to, for to all our viewers, you know, the one uh, piece of wine advice I always hear is you can spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of wine or ten dollars. It doesn't really matter. It's really whatever you like the best, and um. <laughs> you know that's that's it's really up to you and and uh, quality really is going to just depend on on the, the each bottle so and, and anyways that, last that but com- not least the same can be said about life actually um you yes. could you could you know everyone's going to have a different job a different way of life and it's more so about the experience and what you make of it and your attitude throughout it anyway wow. uh that was that was beautiful mm you know we could get all insightful anyway blazers against jazz round two i already talked about this briefly blazers blew out the jazz dame almost had a triple double cj mccollum went nine for nine in the first quarter 20 points in the first quarter did not miss one of those was a lob up to myers leonard that accidentally went in the hoop instead of into Meyer's hands. I saw that, and I had to ask my my old roommate that was hanging out with me down here. I was like, "Did you just?" I was like, "Was that a was that an alley oop, or did you just shoot that?" Like, I didn't even. It was out of the corner of my eye that I saw it. And he's like, "Well, I don't know." Yeah. We actually didn't get to see the replay because we missed even the replay. We didn't get to see it until after the game, but that was I, pretty ridiculous. That's the I've seen that twice now in the last two seasons. I don't know if it was CJ both times though. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's like uh, Manu Ginobili when he did that, and then it just it fell into the hoop, and then it, the refs didn't even notice that he made it. They're like, wait, I thought it just... Because it went straight through the bottom of it. I do remember uh, that. I yeah, do remember that. That was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was just awesome to watch CJ killing it out there. I, I think uh, I think it was Lamar Hurd said, CJ is so hot, he uh, he's literally scoring on accident. And it's, like, so true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. funny. And you know, and you know, my 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 old roommate Camden. Shout out Camden. Uh, made a made a good point last night. Um, you know, when CJ's off, uh, him and I agree came to came to an agreement on this. When CJ's off, it's not like he starts getting in his head to the point where his fundamentals break down. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't he doesn't start taking bad shots. He doesn't start passing the ball where he's already up in the air. He doesn't he doesn't fundamentally, for lack of a better word, get stupid. You know, he still takes and gets to good spots and good looks. It's just for some odd reason, every season there's a stretch of 10, 15 games where his just shot just isn't going. Yeah. And, and, um, it's, it's like refreshing, but at the same time concerning because it's like, wow, like you're this kind of player that you're able to get to that shot. Um, we need that kind of player all the time, especially at a certain time of year. So um, I think that he's, I mean, he's 28 now, I think. So yeah. we'll see if that consistency carries over to the playoffs, at least deep into them. 
Yeah. Well, do you have any other uh, thoughts that you want to add to episode 11? You know, I think I'm good. Um, you know, uh, thank you guys for listening so much. As always, you can catch us out on Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iTunes, really just about any major platform you can think of. Some of these ones I hadn't even heard of. Um, you can also recommend your friends to check us out on social media, Peeps and Plaid, on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, as always, give us recommendations, guys, of any guests of, uh, or any topic that you'd like to hear about. And shout out to uh, Ziggy Zay, as always, for the music. Thanks, dude. Yeah, we run it up to the max. Running straight ahead, we ain't never looking back. They try to tell me it's the road like I'm Jack. Jack. But I ain't never leaving, trying to put us on the map. So we run it, yeah, we run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. We run it up, run it, run it, run it. Turn it up, yeah, we turn it to the crank okay. Fly Lil Robin and we in that Bruce Wayne boat Boating to the bad like the name was Usain Yeah, we R-U-N-I-T-U-P Run it up. Running up the score, balling on these new teams On a new thing and I don't have all no hoop teams nah. Still shooting shots and if I miss no mood swings Got a gift and I'ma use it step by step I got the blueprint to success I thought you knew it, you was next and now you blew it Talk cream, I got the cool whip I'm the teacher, you the student You gonna ask why is this rap I speak it fluent Ain't no miscues or issues Issues. Change if I diss you. You gonna come at me? Just know nobody gonna miss you. Ain't no miscues or issues. Change if I diss you. You gonna come at me? Just know nobody gonna miss you. Nah. Yeah, we run it up to the max. Running straight ahead, we ain't never looking back. They try to tell me it's the road like I'm Jack, but I ain't never leaving.